Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What? 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 I'm Robert <laughs> Evans. This is It Could Happen Here, the show that asks what? And also other questions, um, more more, more meaningful questions than that, about, you know, things falling apart, fixing them, all that good stuff. With me today, uh, as usual, uh, Garrison and Chris, and as is currently unusual, but will be more usual every preceding month after this one, uh, our good friend St. Andrew. St. Andrew, take a bow. Hey, what's happening? Bow. It's not quite a bow, <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, how, how are you doing today, Andrew? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's rainy. It's chill. It's better than the kind of hot weather we've been getting lately. So that's I'm good. Fun. Yeah, it's raining and chill here, but that's seven months of the year. Uh, <laughs> I think there's slightly different uh, uh, climates in Portland, Oregon, and Trinidad. Probably. Yeah. I've been told. Um, So we have uh, had you on a couple of weeks back to talk about solar punk, and we're going to be bringing you back on uh, about twice a month to talk about um, whatever the hell you want to talk about. And so I'm I'm going to now (laughs) hand the episode over to you um, and and trust like a little lamb that you'll lead me somewhere beautiful and filled with good forage. Ah, yes. Sunshine rainbows, the promised Mm -hmm. land. You know, okay, so... I think we've all noticed that uh, the environmentalist movement kind of sucks. And I kind of yeah, mean jumping I mean, into it kind of raw here, in has not done the things that need to be done. Has not accomplished. Has been around <laughs> yeah. for like over half a century or actually yeah. really more than that. And, you know, where are we now? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, of course, we do have to confront and acknowledge that like there's the issue where oil companies literally suppressed a whole bunch of information and, you know, co-opted like a lot of the earlier movements and stuff. But we've kind of known for a while now and we are still here. So it's like, what gives, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think there's a kind of an interesting phenomenon that I wanted to talk about today um, known as soft climate change denial. So are you all familiar with that or what do you all think it is based on first impressions? 
Um, I mean, yeah, I, I've heard the term. I, I would think it's sort of, um, I mean, a number of different things, including the idea that like, uh, well, there's nothing we can do, so nothing should be done, you know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about, what about you, Garrison? Yeah, mo- most of my understanding of the term is like someone like saying they like know that climate change is a thing, uh, like they, they recognize that, but they are kind of more in denial of what solutions can be done to really change anything. That's generally right, my right. understanding of the term when I see it like online or something. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I usually see it with, it's like, it's usually in the context of people, you know, in the US, there's the whole, um, there's whole political factions whose entire thing is saying, like, we believe in science, and then they'll go talk about, like, how much they believe in climate change, and then two seconds later, the, they turn um, around and are, like, signing the law and sign authorizations. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that that's my understanding of it. Right, yeah, yeah, so... According to everyone's favorite source, um, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. soft climate change denial is a state of mind acknowledging the existence of global warming in the abstract while remaining to some extent impartial psychological or intellectual denialism about its reality or impact. And something I've spoken about in my channel in my most recent video where I was talking about the different um, facets of solar punk, you know, what solar punk is, what it needs, um, things that could probably potentially drag down the solar punk movement and things that people have been using to try to drag it down because solar punk is kind of building in popularity and with anything that builds in popularity, there are attempts from all sorts of angles to co-opt it and to repackage it and commodify it and all those things. So I've kind of noticed with the solar punk phenomenon that there's this effort by people who profess to care about the climate and stuff to try to push it away from more radical directions towards something more appealing and appeasing to the status quo and to the system. Um, and I mean, according to the Wikipedia definition, you know, it's they call it a state of mind, but I think it's also like an implicit philosophy that undergoods like entire groups and entire movements, you know? So like, for example... Obviously, you know, it affects individuals where, you know, people will um, miscalculate its risks and think that um, climate change is just extra storms or something. Um, But then they also like people or really the movements that would neglect its urgency with just these platitudes and these um, directionless actions that just serve like this kind of middling reformism. like they underestimate the extent of social change required to like mitigate climate change. So they basically don't seek to change the status quo, but just to sort of tweak it ever so slightly. So like capitalism with a carbon tax or something. Yeah. Um, and then of course there are people who kind of straddle that that fence, or maybe it's more of a spectrum between soft climate change denial and hard climate change denial, where they might overestimate the extent of scientific uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So they might think that, oh, well, you know, um, yeah, global warming's happening, but we don't exactly know uh, how much it's, it's going to change the climate or how much it's impacting our lives and that kind of thing. So they basically turn it into something that is still up for debate, you know? And that's why I say it kind of straddles that line between soft line and hard line, because obviously the hard climate change nihilists, they're just like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't exist. Or if it does exist, humans don't cause it. If humans do cause it, there's nothing we can do. That kind of thing. Have you all had like experiences with soft climate change denial, like in your own personal organizing? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I would say so. I've encountered. Um, I mean, it's kind of a thing you encounter constantly in American politics because it's it's really like oftentimes your best option uh, in in terms of like it's that or the people who say that talking about climate change is socialism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, so I, I I was an environmental studies major for most of college, and then I decided not to do it, and then I got, like, a minor instead because it was, like, one class off. And long, long story, but, you know, th- it, it was interesting seeing it there because, like, you know, 
there were basically like two possible reactions to learning that one was like people who you know okay one was you get incredibly depressed and that's what i did or and then the, the second one was people would you know and these are people who like actually you know you know i mean these are environmental studies majors right like these people had spent a lot of time studying this stuff and they kind of like i don't know it was just almost like like this kind of intellectual retreat where you you could see people basically just like convincing themselves that like somehow this would be okay and they'd like i don't know people would just they get like completely obsessed with like electoral maps and you're like no 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 okay okay if if, if we win exactly this number of seats in this year then like uh we can we can start doing carbon credits or like i don't know it, it was it was it was really interesting to watch because it was like it was it was I mean, because I like I think I think there's there's like there's very there's bad faith versions of it, and then I think there's also versions of it yeah. that are just sort of like people Genuine. do not want to accept, yeah, like the the what's necessary to stop this, and so they sort of like <laughs> that, like, or they can't even really like think about what's necessary, yeah, because yeah. because of how the education system works, and mm-hmm. trust me, I could go on like long rants about the education system. Yeah, <laughs> it really, it really, really, um, it really limits people's ability to think outside of like this very, very strict box of possibilities because, you know, so much is left out of, um, for example, history classes and so much is left out of um, really all the subjects. There's this very clear um, ideology that you're expected to come out of the education system with. And so even when you reach, you know, academia and higher education and stuff, you're still stuck with that mode of thinking and, even as you're presented with all this new information because your brain can't really like handle like the great extent of what climate change is, you know, it kind of retreats into this sort of simple kind of, Oh, well we just need to vote because voting is all I know. Voting is all I've been told to do. Voting is politics and politics is voting. That's the extent of it. Right. Yeah, it's like this mm-hmm. weird form of self-preservation <laughs> that people need to do in order to kind of like keep their keep them from in in their mind, you know, like spiraling out of control because this is the only thing that, you know, they have they need to focus on their own life right now and their own current problems. And if they think about this this like large looming threat too much, it just freaks you out, right? And you you have if in order to in order to just keep going on with your life, a lot of people like segment off this type of thing in their own brain. So that, you know, manifests in a lot of cases in this kind of soft denial so that you can just keep on going. Yeah, yeah. And I see it with, with friends and I see it with family. You know, obviously there are the handful of people who still, at least in my experience, who still deny climate change. But then there's like a bigger portion of people whose whole understanding of climate change is just this, oh, well, we just need to recycle and we just need to like switch to electric vehicles. And yeah. once we do that, you know, we'll be okay. Um, we just tweak a couple of things, get some solar panels. And yeah, you know, the understanding of it has been completely limited to like this very restricted conversation Yeah, that is like um, basically cultivated by certain interest groups and certain um, lobbying groups and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's only a certain amount of change is allowed, and that's what we're allowed to think. So that's what we're like shown for examples of in like media, in pop culture, or whatever, right? So this is, you know, this is kind of what, um, you know, like all of like the YouTubers who got money from Bill Gates when Bill Gates wrote his climate book, right? right? All all of the things right. that they were talking about is like is like this kind of stuff, because yeah, the only way for Bill Gates to keep his money. Well, you know, talking about climate change is to have these kind of half-assed like solutions that are actually deny the impending reality and deny that no, the only way to actually fix it is by taking all of his money, um, which he's not yeah. as as big a fan of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you all seen the Kurzgesagt video on climate change and can we can we the, the change? what video on climate change? Kurzgesagt in a nutshell. It, it's like this. Uh, YouTube could, channel. Could you spell like, that, or so people can find it. Oh um, gosh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but people will. I think it's, people people know. I, th- I think a lot a lot of people know what it is. Or you can just search "in a nutshell" on YouTube. In a nutshell, um, it's okay. K U R. I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. K U R. No, it's K U R G. Was it K U R Z? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's K U R Z G E S A A G T A G T. Right. It is. It is a. It is a weird one. Uh, but what? What? Cl- what? Cl- are you talking about the? Uh, can you fix cl- climate change? Video? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where the whole thesis is basically vote with your ballot and vote with your wallet. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only know? thing that you're really allowed. Those are the options, do, right? Yeah, and I I believe this is one of the videos sponsored by. They Bill put Gates. this um yeah they did yeah it was and then they had this whole line about some people think we need to change like our system from climate change from from capitalism, but we're not so sure about that. We don't know the answer. So they basically like shrugged towards oh maybe system this is from with the system, but they basically gave it no attention, you know. But their channel is literally about like going deep into research about things, so yeah. it's very obvious. That if they spent no time like doing any kind of research into like why people have the systemic critique, that obviously Bill Gates' hand is very deep in their pockets. Yeah, you know, I I because I believe that I believe the researchers actually kind of know that, but they're not. They just can't say <clears throat> they're not allowed to. Yeah, you know? and I mean like yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, they're it's, making the 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 bargain a lot of people make where they're like, okay, well if we can push for you know the immediate necessary changes, uh, we can worry about. You know stuff like that later on. It's it's just important to get something done, um, and so we'll compromise and we'll not we'll not call for what we know is actually necessary to to deal with the problem. We'll just we'll just go with a half measure because at least it's something. We got to do something now, right? Say, the thing that's always been very grim about that to me is like you look about how how that plays out, right? And it's always like. Well, okay, so our our half measure is gonna be uh we're we're gonna we're gonna just like put 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 a monetary value on indigenous forests so that governments can like steal them and get paid for taking the land, and it's never stuff like why don't we like make more marshes, which is you know if if you're gonna talk about stuff that like could actually be done, right? It's like okay, well we'll, we'll do remarshing. Do we want like that's that that stuff like is easy and doesn't need. You know, you don't literally have to overthrow capitalism to get people to like restore marshes, but it never happens because this that's you know, the whole basis of the sort of soft denialism stuff is not actually, you know, it's not actually an attempt to solve climate change, they just want to make money, and it's extremely grim. Yeah, yeah, there's this video that uh, the storyteller is this YouTuber, um, he did recently on co opting movements, and he was explaining that. Um, with the march in Washington, right, during the civil rights movement. Um, that was an organic movement that, you know, the people had come up with, right? But obviously, a mass movement, the FBI isn't going to just sit back and let that happen, right? So they brought in these leaders, um, they're called the Big Six. And um, the storyteller was explaining that basically they were paid to co-opt the march to basically become its figureheads and its leaders. They hadn't organized it themselves, but they came on afterwards and became the leaders of the march and read the speeches that they were supposed to read and that kind of thing. And so that sort of mass movement was basically defanged like that. I mean, obviously, reforms were made and, you know, Civil Rights um, Act was passed. But then, you know, after all that happened and MLK got disillusioned by the system as a whole and wanted to start pushing even harder against capitalism and, and whatnot. That's when, oh well, coincidentally, he got a bullet. You know? So I think it's interesting that these movements, they're able, they're, they're, they're comfortable with these movements up to a certain point um, and comfortable these leaders going in these certain directions up to a certain point. But then when you actually start posing a threat to the status quo, that's when, you know, you become a problem in like a major way. Not to say that MLK wasn't a threat to the status quo, but just to say that, you know, um, there was, they have certain limits that they don't want people to cross. Yeah, capitalism, one of the things that's re- that makes it such a robust system in terms of its ability to to not get overthrown or destroyed is that up to a certain point, it loves dissent. It loves anti-capitalism because you can market that very easily. Like there's a lot of money in in, in anti-capitalism. There's a lot of money in being critical of the system. 
It's just when you hit a certain point, um, then it then it becomes you know the CIA or the FBI or some uh, uh, person who's been um, convinced to shoot you's problem. Like it, 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 there's a there's a point at which uh, that's no longer accepted. But uh, quite a bit of criticism and even like agitation to change or end the system can be accepted because it's monetizable. And speaking yeah. of that, you know what time it is. It's, Time for an odd. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. It absolutely is. Oh boy. Time for an ad or or that's the CIA at the door. We won't know until we come back from break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ah, we're back. It wasn't the CIA this time. Good news, guys. Thankfully. I mean, the fact that they flew all the way down just to meet me, I'm honored, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, they've gone to Trinidad for less. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But like we were saying, right, there's this whole issue of these movements being able to go in a certain direction, but only up to a certain point. Um, and I think it's something that Peter Galilus also talks about in how nonviolence protects the state in the sense of, you know, these people are able to, once they get a certain level of attention, all of a sudden, you know, you're invited to speak at these events and you're invited to go this place and that and you basically get consumed into the workshop machine, the NGO machine, the climate conference machine kind of thing. So you end up with all these figures, these organizers, these activists who go from like generally trying to organize their communities and their spaces. And then before you know it, they're like at such and such conference because, well, they think it's an opportunity to like actually make like a bigger change. But in reality, you know, they're just there to be defined, you know, so, like, for example, who immediately comes to mind is, like, Greta Thunberg. I mean, I haven't looked that deeply into her past or anything. Um, I know there are certain right-wingers who are very obsessed with her. But um, I know that she recently said that she's kind of done with politicians. Um, because when you think of you, how she basically came up, you know, right, exactly. When you think about how she basically came up, it was like, she is talking at these events and, you know, people are inviting her to things because, you know, look at, look at this cute little girl um, yelling about climate change, right? And so she basically becomes this spectacle, you know? And that spectacle is entertained up to a certain point and people make big events out of her, you know, like breaking down in front of these politicians and stuff. And you know what? They just go right back to normal. Um, I think it was COP26 was like last week or the week before. Yeah. Um, and representatives from, uh, a representative, I think the prime minister of Barbados was there and she had this, you know, big great speech about how the global north needs to do more for, you know, these, um, countries in the global south because, you know, they have responsibility, that kind of thing. Cool. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's like, developments going on in Barbados to, you know, basically bring in more tourists and to bring in more, um, and like, you know, resorts building and that kind of thing that basically add to the um, emissions and add to the um, negative impact on the environment, you know? Same thing with like Trinidad's government, you know, like certain representatives of Trinidad went to COP26, including the prime minister. I you know they're all about things changing and, you know, the climate movement um, and climate change being real and actions need to be taken. And then, like, this didn't make it in, like, like mainstream news, of course, but in local news, basically right after um, Prime Minister Trantabigo, Dr. Keith Rowley, he went and met up with, like, Shell. Yeah. <clears throat> like, representatives at Shell to, like, basically bring the country and the company closer together. You know, um, because, you know, Trinidad is reliant on oil and that kind of thing. So obviously, these sort of leaders and these sorts of movements, they only go up to a certain point. And even then, so much of it is just this performance. Yeah. And this um, act, basically. I'll, I'll be, I'm putting together a, a thing on COP26 right now. Um because I think it actually it does demonstrate a lot of the soft denial stuff that you're talking about. Because like the the biggest thing to come out of COP26 in terms of like actual deals is just uh, progress on carbon markets and carbon offset credits. That's really yeah. that's, that's really the only thing we actually got. Um, and I say yeah, we, exactly. but not not like us, but like you know the people in charge. They they got this, and and the 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 quote they gave was. That the, the the being able to buy carbon offset credits, meaning that like you don't actually make emissions differences, so instead you you buy pretend emissions differences from other countries that actually did make changes, um, so that you don't get penalized. So right. that, that's, yeah, what buy, that's what buying the credits for. But they said they they said buying the credits can potentially unlock trillions of dollars for protecting trees, expanding <laughs> renewable energy, and other projects <laughs> to combat climate change. And it's and that's just, just the thing, right? Tax yep. the fuckers, like don't. 
it, it, the climate credits, it's like um, it's the same as saying like Hail Marys because you you sinned and you went to your priest and confessed. It's like ah, I've 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 done bad things to the environment. Tell me like how many times I need to go through this ritual in order to in order to cleanse myself of having right, exactly. carbon into the atmosphere. <laughs> it's you know what? I th- exactly. I think, it's, I think it's bleaker than that in a lot of ways. Like it's 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 really it's the climate version of like the World Wildlife Fund having death squads. Okay, like, now, Chris, you are very anti-death squad, and I think we need to deal with that at some point, because hashtag not all death squads. <laughs> yes, my, Another... I, I, I will need to be held to account for my strong anti-death squad stance. This is a... Yeah, yeah you say that yeah. now, but you're going to get a death squad to fight the death squads, and then where are you going to be? See? Another... Another uh, mistake, death squad exception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, they get a death squad to fight your death squad, and then it's just mm-hmm. like they cancel each other out. So then you have to get another death squad, and then so yeah. you win. Ah, Marxist Leninism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's a number and of then, other yeah. things, too, to be fair to Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing that might but, make you kind of question the integrity of Cut 26 is that. There were more uh, delegates at COP26 from fossil fuel companies than there were from any individual nation. So, that makes yeah. sense. This rules. Yeah. Yep. But then, right, that's like another thing, right? Because you're talking about COP26 and where soft climate change denial gets into that. But I don't think, I think soft climate change denial can only be applied so far when it comes to those sorts of big spectacles and those big major events. Because even if they themselves, really truly understand the depths of climate change and trust and believe like these oil barons and stuff, they know, like they have all the info yeah. right present in front of them. They've done, they've already done their like cost benefit analyses and like risk assessments and kind of thing. So they know exactly like what the impact is going to be. They have the money to have access to the scientists. Right. But it's not soft climate change denial for them. It's I'm a capitalist. I'm going to do what a capitalist does. You know, it's ultimately a fun way they operating within a system, you know, so soft climate change denial, um, it is like sort of a psychological phenomenon, but we also have to keep in mind that there's also like a structural component to it. So that even if a person does not face soft climate change denial, or isn't experiencing soft climate change denial, that alone, even if they like fully confront the issue, that's just an individual, you know, and there's still like a whole structure around that individual that will still incentivize certain behavior. And then, of course, with the incentives of certain behavior comes, like, the psychological justifications for that behavior. So it kind of almost becomes that they end up justifying themselves into soft climate change denial. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like... Yeah, it's like a... of ebb and like, flow with that. It's like a feedback loop that reinforces yeah. its own existence. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that honestly, like the feedback loop model is where we have a lot of our problems with climate change are all, they're all very much linked to the feedback loop model of things trying to justify their own existence. And then, you know, certain, and then on the reverse side of things, you know, when certain changes in the climate happen, those create their own feedback loops, which create more changes to happen. It's like everything, everything is just one, one massive loop. Yeah. Which kind of gets me to, like, this, the discourse around climate change and stuff is, like, halted and diverted and immobilized, you know, by soft climate change denial. You know, discussions of the very real, very current, very near future and very violent impacts of climate change are just basically softened. Like, like you know, when you try to throw a punch in a dream? Yeah. Like, you're trying to, like, push and then it's like, eh. You know, it's like this kind of soft, eh. Um, or like, you throw something in space, I guess. It's just, you put all this effort into it and then you go in another direction, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, so I'll just keep on going. <laughs> um, basically, that there's an issue with the conversation, where the discourse has just been, you know, harmed by the psychological phenomenon. But then, of course, there's the other side of the psychological phenomenon of soft climate denial, not the hard climate denial side, but rather the I'm so on the opposite end of soft climate denial that I'm like an inconsolable and like illogical and 
can't even imagine the possibility of anything happening kind of boom doomer yeah know? yeah the kind of the kind of extreme doomerism where you you recognize how you recognize that climate change is bad um but then you you see it as such a massive overwhelming thing that it basically shuts you down from being able to do anything else and you just like exactly there's really no exactly. point to do anything if it's going to be this bad there's really no one's you know it's such a hard capitalism and the systems that are working to keep it going are such a hard thing to overcome that it seems like the best thing to do is just sit down and do nothing. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like these r slash collapse people, right? Um, I mean, I appreciate that they don't shy away from like the really difficult stuff. Yeah. But then they also stumble into this kind of like hoop that's tumorism, like this yeah. dramatic kind of we are screwed. We're all going to be fighting this Mad Max style arena. Like that's not how you know, climate change is going to play out, you know, nope. it's not a movie, you know, yeah. like it's, things are going to break down in certain places and other places are going to um, lock down in certain ways, but it's not going to be like this sudden global devolution into madness like that, you know, that's not really how social change, that's not really how collapses have, yeah. you know, function in history, you know. Of course, we live in a, like a global civilization and previous collapses have been fairly localized. But yeah. still, you know, climate change is both global and local. So there are certain changes that will only affect certain localities. This is something that actually the book Desert addresses fairly well. And I find yeah, frustrating. that's what I'm drawing from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, but I find it really frustrating because especially on the online left, there's people who treat desert like the gospel or at least they say they do but they're actually extreme doomers who fetishize collapse um and they're like oh everything's hopeless read desert yeah but then it, you but then but you that's read not desert, the message you, of desert but you read desert and you're like desert. no desert is like explicitly anti-collapse it's saying collapse isn't going to happen collapse is a fantasy you tell yourself yeah. to keep you going and for those kind of like the secular version who of, um, haven't heard of Desert, Desert is a, a book that's available for free online about what's coming. Um, it's titled Desert because of an old quote about how empires um, leave nothing but deserts in their wake, basically. Like that's it's it's just like a thing that that uh, empire. I think the exact quote is like empires make a desert and call it peace. Yeah. Um, and it's it's basically discussing the fact like not just literal desertification, but like. Um, that that's more of a more of a, a better picture of like our future under climate change than kind of these these Mad Max dreams. This like slow dissolution of of resources and uh, uh, environments, um, and that that's kind of the yeah. It's a, it's a good book. You can read it yourself, and it's it's quite influential online. Um, but yeah, as as Garrison pointed out, there are people who kind of take it in a in a direction that I don't believe the authors. I mean, clearly the authors didn't mean because they directly called out that kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like some people treat like collapse and stuff as basically the secular version of like <laughs> revelation in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Or it's or it's like the non-Marxist version of like the revolution. It's like it's like this this kind of mythical event to like prepare for and almost be excited for, but like it's it's fake it's a fantasy it, it's something we tell yeah. ourselves to keep ourselves going as things are bad but it's not it's it's not real yeah like any day now the trumpets will sound in the heavens and the scrolls will be broken and yeah the and great the, the great beast will arise from the sea and you know all that vibe yeah Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And I, I, I don't know what the solution is for that. I, I, I don't know how both on like the soft climate denial side of like, how do you go about how do you go about it's like the only thing we can really do is the people, you know, we know how, how do we go about and tell them that, hey, things are probably going to be a bit worse than what you're preparing for. Um, and how do we tell the people who are doomers? Hey, it's not going to be like this weird dystopian thing that you're thinking of either. It's like it's 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 interesting because like they're both veering off in two opposite directions, but it it both kind of leads to the same point of kind of doing nothing. What one version one version of nothing is basically you know voting mm-hmm. for stuff that's not that's never going to happen. The other version is not just not doing anything in general. Um, yeah, and I, I I don't know how to how to reach those types of people very easily. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to like my thoughts on like how we move past soft climate change denial. Um, I don't think it's just a matter of like trying to like push like campaigns on people. I think it's going to be like a very personal sort of journey that each person has to go through, right? Because each person is different. Each person is like has different worries and dealing things in a different way, you know? Um, so, like, you want to keep in mind, like, people's mental health and sort of fortifying your mental health and helping people fortify theirs. Because that, when it comes to mental health with regard to, like, climate change, doing it in isolation, in my experience, has not really worked out. I think what has worked best for me is when I am with, or I am connected with a group of people or even just one other person and when I'm feeling down about climate change, because despite all my, you know, messages about solar punk and, you know, we can do this, like the, that's basically the message of my YouTube channel. You know, I still experience, you know, like those sort of yeah. thoughts and feelings. All, you know, all the I, time. I'm just not public about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. It, but what it, I try to do is when I'm feeling those things, I try to be with people who are not currently feeling that, you know, so we're not feeding off of each other's negative energies. You know? Yeah. So like when I'm in a bad spot, you know, I have people around me who could lift me up and when they're, ba- they're in a bad spot, vice versa. Because it kind of comes in waves, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's silly to deny those thoughts exist because they do. Like they're, they're, very, they're a very easy neutral state, at least for me to slip into. Um, and the way to get around that is by doing chores at a farm. 
and, sh- <laughs> sh- and shoveling poop and taking care of animals and cooking for people. That's like the way that I yeah. can get out of that yeah. kind of mindset. And you know, I not not to be too hard on all of the kind of doomer nihilists because there there is there there is a there is a there is like a a sect of like doomer nihilists who use like the actual definition of nihilism which is like if if things don't really matter we should probably fuck some stuff up um and that's right. very useful right like if, if if you're if 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 you're on that train you're like yeah you should be tree spiking if if if, if you're okay with if you think nothing matters um and you are you want to be an actual nihilist then yeah you should make you should make destroy um just make sure it's focused on the people with actual power, uh, because if if you're willing to do that, then great. We need we need as many as many people like that as possible. But it's certainly easier to do that once you have friends and once you're not stuck in this super depressed state all the time. Yeah, and um, I I think there's a again we 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 do take a look at like some of the criticisms people have of the show online, and I know one that's come up a bunch is people will listen to like our when when we'll talk about you know the severity of the problems and then we'll talk about things like you know mutual aid collectives and small guard seed bombings and all that stuff they'll be like well that's not a solution and no of course that's not going to solve the global problem of carbon emissions from a a, a, a civilization of 7 billion humans what it does do uh, focusing on stuff like that focusing on building soil um focusing on building community resistance in addition to like having an immediate impact on the number of people you know in 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 your community it it builds a sense of um a sense of power uh for the individual it 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 gives you something to do that isn't just thinking about how bad things are and that puts you in a mind state that's more useful to actually potentially dealing with the the bigger problems at some point um, you have yeah. to have a sense of your own agency that feels real if you're going to actually change anything. Um, and you can you can build it's a muscle, right? You can build it up by by doing things that are not bigger but are are part of the solution. Um, and it's, yeah, exactly. it's valuable to do that for your own for your own mental health because then maybe not- you, if you're, Maybe if 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 your friend group, if your your affinity group, whatever you want to call it, if the people you are hanging out with, if some of them are always engaged in something productive, then when you're in a doom spiral, you can find someone who's working on something, um, and vice versa. Yeah, I don't. Know, it doesn't just help your mental health, but it also contributes to the mm-hmm. prefigurative activities that we need to actually make a switch to a different system. You know, like revolution is something that happens overnight or in the for our future, it's something that's supposed to be happening all now because as we build those systems, you know, we are building up power. You know, it's kind of like how the black socialists in America describe dual power, you know. And so we are building these systems and putting these things in place so that we can push towards, like, a fundamental transformation of the system. And it's iterative, but as more people build on top of that, you know, that's how the transformation happens. We all have something to contribute. I mean, I think it's 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 important to talk about this, both to acknowledge like it's a thing that happens, and we all deal with. We all have our moments of like overwhelming despair uh, over what's happening, um, and, and, and and some some moments of unrealistic optimism too. Yeah, every, every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> and the yeah. the unrealistic optimism needs to be encouraged. Um, as long as it's not the kind of, well, we don't need to do anything because someone's, I guess there's toxic optimism and there's helpful. A toxic optimism would be like reading an article about some new carbon capture technology and being like, oh, cool. Well, I don't need to worry. Um, but, but most optimism I think is, is positive. Um, and it, I think it's good to build a capacity for optimism by, by building your, your personal sense of, of agency and power by, by doing shit that helps. Um, and I, I think that accepting that you can do things that are meaningful um, and that uh, there are things to be done that can help the situation is a critical way of fighting against, you know, this uh, 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 soft climate change denial, which which is a um, a major threat because there's, I think honestly at this point, more people who are, subscribing to some form of soft climate change denial than there are people who are uh, just denying climate change in its entirety. Um, yeah. And that's 
I, I think where a lot of the effort has to go. Uh, so I, yeah, I think this is a really important thing for people to understand and to be vigilant against. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, uh, where can the audience find you outside you of find me. here right now? Yeah, so you can find me on my YouTube channel, St. Andrewism, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore St. Drew. Excellent. Well, you can find us here where you just found us. We'll, we'll be here tomorrow, unless this is a Friday, in which case we'll be here on Monday. Um, have, a, have a good, you know, life. Have a good life. <laughs> it could happen here is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts from cool zone media visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts you can find sources for it could happen here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources thanks for listening Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.